This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 689 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, makers of summer games, electrolytes, and other fine nutritional supplements for your equine athlete. Greetings, Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is from Shauna Koresh. Shauna may be known by many of us as the clicker training lady, but she is really the take it out of the textbook and put it in the barn lady. Her reward reinforcement training system dramatically accelerates the training process for any breed or discipline by unlocking the horse's natural desire to perform. What results is an incredible bond between human and horse, a partnership based on success. Today's tip is all about how and when to start your young horse down that path. But first, let's hear from our sponsor, Kentucky Performance Products, maker of Summer Games and Summer Games Plus electrolytes. How is Summer Games different from other electrolyte products? Summer Games Plus contains the same electrolyte formulation as Summer Games Electrolyte, which was originally formulated for the horses competing at the 1996 Olympics. The formulation was based on the results of research conducted in anticipation of the Games, which were held in Atlanta, Georgia, known for its hot, humid summers. Summer Games mimics the composition of equine sweat, supplying the horse with the exact amounts and ratios of electrolytes relinquished in sweat. Summer Games Plus contains no sugar, like many popular commercial electrolyte supplements. Summer Games Plus also contains a buffering agent that helps create a soothing gastric environment. This is especially important for horses subjected to the stresses often related to top performance, such as exertion, transportation, and unfamiliar stabling atmospheres. Ask for Summer Games and Summer Games Plus electrolytes at your local tack and feed supplier, or visit kppusa.com. Now, on with today's tip. And Shauna Koresh is here with me this afternoon. Thank you for stopping by. Shauna, how are you doing? I am doing great, and it is always a pleasure to talk to you and hear your voice. Oh, thank you. And I love talking to you because you're always so very positive, thus the positive reinforcement training person that you are. <laughs> and looking at my little list of things we're going to chat about, it looks like we're going to talk about the quiz question, when can you get a young horse started using positive reinforcement training? A lot of folks out there who have a foal or a very young horse or even people who are looking at breeding operations that have lots of young horses, is this the type of training that can be used on young horses? And if so, when do you get started? <laughs> it is a great question. And I, 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 the positive reinforcement can start any time because they are, um, you know, you can, they like having their withers scratched. There's little things that they do like. But what I find is while they're still nursing for mom, they're dealing with, I mean, they're looking to mom for pretty much everything. So, you know, our role in their lives is, is a little bit kind of secondary to their relationship with their mom. So I like to get them acclimated to people being around, and I like to have them seeing mom and, you know, just having people around. When they get weaned is when I really will step up the program and say, now it's time to really start training and learning things. But it's little things, keeping in mind they're babies. You know, but that's when I start training. So as soon as they're weaned, I had one 
little horse, and that's you can start using the positive reinforcement and start doing, you know, officially starting the program. But as I was saying, I had one little horse. I got him. He was a uh, very well-bred little quarter horse. He had, like, Colonel Freckles on one side, which is a big cutting horse, and he had Hollywood Jack on another side, which is a big reining horse. And we got him at, it was four and a half months old. And he, I went and picked him up, and he's so little, I couldn't even put him in the cross ties because in the trailer because oh he was just too little. So he just, <laughs> you know, he would just, it just shoved the tack trump up in front of his stall. So he would just lay down in there. And and he, you know, we started right away. He went to his first clinic at about five, five and a half months old. He went and came out of the trailer without a halter. And, you know, he just, he just soaked it right up and, and got right to it. So you really can start, and you can teach anything, but it, it really is a, a great time to start. Is As soon as I get weaned, I start a program. And one of the things a lot of people do that I, I think is a disservice to the horses and, and the relationship they'll have with us and, and with the, a life of performance particularly um, is people will tend to put them out in the paddock till they're a few years old, you know, and then they – they come on, they bring them in and then they expect them to all of a sudden be slammed with 85 you know thousand new things in their life and by this point they've kind of learned a certain way of life and we all of a sudden we're just changing everything they know and i think that that can be a little bit overwhelming and a little bit confusing for the horse and it's not really setting them up for success so when we take the time and kind of stay in their life consistently and I know we can't, you know, people aren't necessarily going to train a baby every day, particularly bigger operations, but if they can put, a, like, a young horse on a schedule and say, okay, every week he's going to come in for five minutes and we're going to, you know, and keep track of what you're working on, it, is, it will be a big, a big, big help when it comes down the road and you start to say, okay, well, now we're going into serious training. You will have laid the groundwork for learning some things along the way, and it'll make it smooth as pie. Is pie smooth? I don't really know. <laughs> smooth, <laughs> smooth as silk, pie. let's say. But yeah, there we go. Smooth as silk. Cream yeah. pie. Cream. And the, um, <gasps> don't do that. I'm hungry. <laughs> and one of the things that um, I have found with the positive reinforcement and horses, young horses become very mentally mature with the training using the positive reinforcement. So a horse that's like four, and you know, four is kind of our starting things, but they're pretty young, particularly with the, you know, the horses that are getting started later. But they can have the mind of a 10 or 11-year-old when it comes to learning new things and processing. And it's the same with the baby. You know, a yearling can have the mind of a four or five-year-old because mm-hmm. they kind of understand about the learning, they're interested in it, and it just makes the whole thing smoother for, for both of you and for your relationship. Okay. Now, now this, that whole thing just created a whole bunch of questions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, a good time to start is about weaning age, not so much because of the horse's chronological age, but because it's appropriate because it's a, a time that their relationships are starting to change, and it makes sense to start putting that human is in as a larger guidance figure in their life. Am exactly. I getting that right? Okay. Yes, and you think about it, this is the time when us humans start feeding them. I yes. mean, that's because we're dropping the feed. We're taking them out and we're delivering the hay or the feed or whatever we might be doing. And so we start to become significant. They start, they start shifting from looking to mom for everything and looking to the humans that is coming to do things. So how we are and what we're doing is inadvertently training them already. But if mm-hmm. we're cognizant of it, we can be so much better. But you're exactly it. It's the relationship changes. Okay. That was question one. Question two, um, and this question comes because I I spent a few years working at a very large standard bred breeding farm, Mm 
And it was always fun for me to, to watch the personalities come out. You know, you, you get to know the personality of the mayor um, and then to, to watch the personalities of the foals and see how things mimicked. Are there circumstances, because every once in a while you get those youngsters right from the get-go, regardless of what mom is, that their personality type is very far off the charts one way or another. They're either mm-hmm. an extreme um, introvert, they're either really super shy or something like that. They, they don't want to have anything to do with anybody or anything. Or you have the ones that are just extreme extroverts that from day one, they're kicking mama and chewing on your arm. Are there, are there circumstances where starting earlier or later would benefit those extreme personality types? Yes, for sure. Because the, this is just a, one of those behavioral facts, you know, a, one of the behavior principles. The more they get to rehearse a behavior or an attitude, the stronger becomes part of their repertoire. So the, the more they get to be kind of like, well, I'm the, I'm the shy one, I want nothing to do with anybody, or I'm the bold one and I'm going to run all over everybody, the stronger it becomes as a way they process and adjust and deal with their environment and everything in it. By stepping in early, because you can certainly shape behavior and attitudes and what's acceptable very young. So the one that's really timid, there's things you can do to encourage them to come out and to come to you. You know, you crouch down low, you walk away, you know, and there's things that you can do that helps them to become braver and bolder. And you can look for that and reinforce those things along the way. So when they, you know, you say, okay, well, here comes the farrier and, you know, for the first time or another person or the vet or whatever it might be. And when they kind of stop cowing and make a decision to relax a little bit and soften, you click and reinforce that. So you get more relaxation, you get a little bolder. Then same on the other side where you have the, I'm a, I'm, I've got too much energy and I'm putting it all in the wrong places. You can help, ch- help them to channel that energy into the correct things and teaching them that our relationship and what we're going to do together is not like this. You can do what you want in your time. But when we're together, this is what we need to do. So it really helps them really to shape that behavior from so very young. Well, that kind of answers question number three that I had. See? <laughs> um, so when you have a horse that has been started at this very early age using positive reinforcement, that will have an effect on how they relate to humans, but it's also going to have an effect on how they relate to other horses later in life? Well, what, um, what has been kind of what I've noticed and other people have noticed and reported noticing, and this started when I was at John and BZ Madden's place, is doing the session with one person in another environment would affect their attitude and behavior in another environment where the person was, wasn't and the training even wasn't. For example, with John and BZ, I was working just their horses in the in their stalls, teaching them the bridge conditioning and target training, and and yet it would they would have a better attitude about going and working under saddle with Beezy, who at this point they hadn't done any of the positive reinforcement under saddle yet. So it carries over to other situations. It's not going to be a you know a hands down. This is how it is for everybody. But I have noticed over and over again it does affect how they are in other situations. But so it, it kind of it can, and but what really happens is when we step away from the you know a training session, it is their time to do whatever they want to do, kind of. So in order to shape how they are with other horses, it would be best to kind of step in and, and reinforce randomly when you saw 
you know, like sit back and look for the right behaviors in there. If let's say if you had one that was a little cantankerous, but a lot of times when you give them a mental and physical outlet for that energy, they'll be more settled when they're with the other horses, as opposed to having too much baby energy and nowhere to put it. Mm-hmm. It helps them when they can have, when they can think and process through things. So it helps them to be more settled and well balanced and not so kind of bored with their environment, you know, where they're causing I just thought of something. <laughs> this, this is going to help to stave off the ADD three-year-old. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly it. You can circumvent, and that's the best thing. When you get started early, you can actually circumvent so many of the problems by, by addressing it before it is a problem. You know, you see a little tendency in a personality, you think, let's shape it a little bit this way, or let's get this a little better. And then when you get down the road, it, you, you've, cut, you've circumvented a lot of it before it got to a big, full-on deal, you know, that yet mm-hmm. you're, now you're going, now we have a problem that we have to deal if, with. If, if you've started them as a young weanling to help to channel their energies and teach them that focusing on the human is a fantastically wonderful thing, by the time they're three years old and they're ready to be backed, it's going to be a little bit easier to get them to pay attention to the human that's just about ready to climb on their back instead of the barking Dachshund that just raced out from underneath of that pickup truck. <laughs> exactly. I think that's where we're going here, isn't it? <laughs> that's it. That's it. Well, thank you so very much. That is very useful. And there's a couple of gals here in the neighborhood that have young horses that I know are going to listen to this tip and find it oh so helpful. And thanks a lot for stopping by again, Shauna. Oh, it is my pleasure, and I look forward to next time. Well, there you go. To listen to all of Shauna's tips, just go to horsetipdaily.com and go to the experts drop-down menu on the left. You can also ask Shauna your questions on her website, askshauna.com. Or you can search for her on Facebook, Shauna Koresh. Don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. Today's podcast has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products Summer Games Electrolytes. Ask for Summer Games by name at your local tack and feed supplier, or you can go online to kppusa.com. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover on the show. You can subscribe to all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. You can also listen to the shows right on Facebook. The player's right there every day. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.